So welcome back, guys. I hope you guys are doing all right and everything. So like I said, basically the 1st of October, I was going to drop an episode basically for Spooktober. And um, I did say that it was going to be an hour long, but I had some technical difficulties trying to figure out how to do that. And the other app that I was using to record for the hour long episode was giving me some issues. So basically, I'm just going to do a 30 minute long episode for this. I'm sorry, you guys. But I'm still here. So welcome back to the podcast, guys. I'm your host. And just please call me Sushi. No need for formalities. And so basically, I scoured the internet for you guys. And I looked for a whole bunch of horror stories specifically for this episode to start off Spooktober. Uh, Again, sorry that this episode's going to technically be half, half only. It's going to be short. So I went and I scoured the internet and I found a whole bunch of horror stories from Reddit. I don't have Reddit, so I'm sorry about that. I'll get it at some point when I figure out how to actually get it and install it on my phone because I need to actually make some space on my phone. Sorry, guys. So like I said, I went on Reddit. I I went on the internet and I got Reddit stories and um. Obviously, they have the usernames, so I'm going to say the usernames uh, to give these people credit, obviously. So, the whole episode is basically going to be me reading these horror stories to you guys. And I'm hoping that you guys find them, you know, enjoyable. And I hope you like them. Because we're going to try to do this in a spooky manner. I actually turned off the lights for this, and I'm kind of regretting it. I only have my little, like lights on that are on my bed so let's let's do this so the first one is called kept in dark and it is by i post at midnight and so far i had seen a good majority of their like stories and stuff but i didn't specifically read this one because after reading a couple of the other ones i'm just like okay this person's pretty good let's let's just pick a random one so let's let's do this It says, I'm worried about myself, Nick. Maybe you should be, I told him. Can we turn on some lights? Not yet. Sometimes it's hard to tell when a friend is joking, but Nick had, uh, had sounded truly nervous when he asked me to come over this afternoon, so I decided to take him seriously. What's got you freaked out? I've been having dark thoughts lately. Everyone has dark thoughts. Not like these. They're sick, man. I don't know where they come from. Horror movies? No, I don't watch those. But I've I've also been having these crazy dreams. Really vivid, like apocalyptic. You know, with demons and hellfire. I'm afraid to sleep. You have been looking kind of washed out lately, I admitted. Maybe see a doctor? Wouldn't help. Why not? Because there's more to it. That's why I called. I need you to tell me if you see it too. See what? Nick stood up and walked to his window where the sun glowed faintly behind the cheap blinds. He pointed at the floor. Watch that spot. Watch that spot right there. The carpet? Just watch, please. Fine. The carpet looked normal. Not even a stain. 
Then I heard Nick take a deep breath, followed by the clacking of blinds as he pulled the cord to expose the sunlight. Jesus, I cried, yanking my feet off the ground as a dark shape came slithering forward. It disappeared directly under the couch where I sat. Oh God, Nick moaned. You saw it. That's impossible. Was that really your... Yeah, he nodded miserably. I've heard of being afraid of your own shadow, but why is mine scared of me? What does it know? Okay, let me tell you something right here. If I were to ever just like randomly wake up or something and I open the blinds and my shadow just like slithers away from me, I ain't doing it. I ain't doing it. I'm walking straight out and I'm just walking out of the house. I ain't doing it. I won't. I literally just, I, I'm not going to deal with that. I've seen a good thing, a couple things in my life and I'm, I will not deal with that. Absolutely not. No, just, just absolutely no. So there's just, yeah, that one's not going to sit well with me anymore in the morning. Um, so let's move on to the next one. The next one is, um, it's by Reddit user Stellar Path and it's titled, I begged you. Damn, you don't got to beg too much. Please. I'm literally begging you, I say, but the executioner only sighs and gives me a truly sorrowful look as he slides the IV into my arm. The chaplain sits beside me. Once he pushes the button, the drugs will be administered in quick succession. Unconsciousness will occur in roughly 30 seconds, and death soon after that, he explains, even though I've heard it so many times before already. Any final words? Just again... I beg you not to do this, I say. The chaplain nods sadly, sorrowful that I do not face my executioner with a clean conscience. That's the thing, though. I haven't murdered anyone. It's been this way my entire life. I don't know why, but whenever I would accidentally hurt myself, others near me would receive the wound. I once got a paper cut in class that caused three people around me to bleed from their fingers. In high school, I was in a car accident, and even though my side of the car was hit, my girlfriend developed a broken leg. I'm always very careful. I take care of myself, trying to stay in the very best of health. But when I was mugged by that trio and he shot me in the face, their faces exploded. Not mine. And when the cops came, they found me kneeling beside their bodies trying to figure out what to do and stupidly holding their gun. Around 30 seconds after the execution started, I see both the executioner and chaplain fall to the floor with a thud. I begged you, I repeated sadly. Now, 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 if you know this kind of stuff happens to you, you don't just stay in a populated area, dude. You, you're gonna legit move somewhere else. You you don't do that. You you just you don't stay in a populated area when you know something like this happens to you. You just move out into the middle of nowhere and you just stay out there. Food supplies for years and you just enjoy the absolute beauty of the world and complete solace. Just don't go doing that. No, if you if you're literally gonna beg somebody, don't go doing it. Just don't. I'm sorry. 
I know people get lonely, but I'm, I'm I just can't see you doing that to people. So, moving on to the next one. This one is titled "Julia Was a Clever Girl," and it's by Re- it's by Reddit user I post at midnight. Yeah, I chose to. I forgot about that. I'm so sorry. Sorry, not sorry though. So, here we go. Julia knew she was smart. She was one of those clever children, the kind of child who figures out early on that parents aren't all-powerful and all-knowing. The first time she realized that was when she got scared. There had been a noise in her room coming from under her bed or from the closet. Julia ran down the hall crying, Mommy, Daddy, what's wrong, honey? I heard a monster, she cried. She explained she expected them to comfort her or roll their eyes, or get annoyed. Instead, they jumped up immediately and raced to her bedroom, where they checked under the bed, inspected the closet, and tested the window lock. They poked, prodded, and scoured every inch. Julia cut on quickly. She knew that what they were doing, by taking her fear seriously, they were showing the little girl she was safe and she was loved. They had probably read it in some book. But the lesson Julia learned was that she had power. Therefore, making her parents become waking her parents became a nightly event. Julia never Julia would scream and cry. They would rush to her bedroom, and Julia would hide her grin behind her ears. But not once did they ever complain. One night she could stand it no longer, and she burst out laughing when Daddy fell down while examining the light fixture as if a monster could fit up there. What's so funny? He asked, rubbing his backside. You, Julia smirked. You always believe me. Daddy wasn't angry. He just looked at Mommy. Once, he said quietly. Just once, we didn't believe your brother. And Julia, an only child, did not sleep well that night. I have no words to even describe that one. No, no, I'm moving on to the next one. I'm moving on to the next one. I'm I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna even. I can't. I just can't. Okay, so this next one is called Timekeeper and it's by Reddit user Gridster2. I'm so panicking to have to read this because I have no idea the stuff that I chose. I'm I'm serious. I have no idea. Um, mm. Okay. He had been given the watch on his 10th birthday. It was an ordinary gray plastic wristwatch in every respect except for the fact that it was counting down. That is all the time you have left in the world, son. Use it wisely. And indeed he did. As the watch ticked away, the boy, now a man, lived life to the fullest. He climbed mountains and swam oceans. He talked and laughed and lived and loved. The man was never afraid, for he knew exactly how much time he had left. Eventually, the watch began its final countdown. The old man stood looking over everything he had done, everything he had built. Five. He shook hands with his old business partner, the man who had long been his friend and his confidant. Four, his dog came and licked his hand, earning a pat on his head for its companionship. Three, 
He hugged his son knowing that he had been a good father. Two, he kissed his wife on the forehead one last time. One, the old man smiled and closed his eyes. Then nothing happened. The watch beeped once and turned off. The man stood standing there, very much alive. You would think in that moment he would have been overjoyed. Instead, for the first time in his life, the man was scared. What? Oh, why? I don't get this one. I actually don't get this one. I'm, I'm a little confused on this one. That is kind of freaky. It, it's kind of wholesome per se because, you know, this dude lives his life to the fullest. But that last part, I don't get it. I'm sorry, guys. I don't get it. Um, I'm, I'm a little confused on that last part and I really don't get it. And it's just, that's, that's actually going to, you know, that's going to haunt me, to be honest, because I don't get it. And it's just going to make me think for a good while and just cause me some anxiety for it. Why did I read this? I didn't know. Oh, well. Um, the title of this one actually worries me. It says, they're just so darn cute. And it's by Reddit user Spooky Scary. What does the title mean, dude? What does the title mean? I'm a little freaked out. I okay, let's just go let's just go for it. It says I love being a second grade teacher. The kids in my class are so cute and innocent. They're at the perfect age. I used to teach sixth grade, but I quickly realized that was a mistake. Sixth grade is where all the cliques form, the bullying flourishes, and the kids truly learn how to be terrible to one each other. By that age, they're corrupted by gruesome videos on the internet, and their peers crudely explain sex to them. They have no respect for authority and no desire to learn. No, second-grade children are far better. Their parents are still making an attempt to shield them from the harshness of the world. They look at me with wide eyes, eager to learn, drinking all I share with them. My favorite day is Valentine's Day. The children make little paper pockets that they tape to their desks to be filled with cards and candy. This year, I baked delicious cookies at home and I arrived early to deliver one to each student. I'm so excited to see their reactions. I smile all morning. I smile as the kids arrived, dressed in red and pink. I smile as they happily tear into their construction paper holders to see what's inside. I smile as they give me an adorable thank you, Miss Collins. Once they see the cookies I've made them, I smile as they bite into them. I smile as one by one they fall to the ground, choking and vomiting and turning blue. After all, they're at such a cute age. It would be a shame to let them grow up. Oh, no, 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 no. This literally just reminded me of my second grade teacher. She had the habit of doing that kind of thing where she, she would actually have her students every year when she had, you know, new second grade students and she would legitimately have them like make like these paper boxes. They're like holders basically to hold candy and cards 
and I actually got her that year and she she had us do that for her for Valentine's Day and um she actually brought cupcakes it was a thing that she always did she'd bring cupcakes every year to her students on Valentine's Day and everyone would get a cupcake basically and that year that that's that year in second grade she actually had a boyfriend so her boyfriend actually came to spend Valentine's Day with us too but that that just kind of made this story made me think of that and just like dude imagine imagine <laughs> imagine imagine if my own teacher had been that I wouldn't be here right now dude that's 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 not gonna sit well with me I'm sorry that's I'm never gonna associate my second grade year anymore with any good kind of memories because I'm just gonna think of that story so thank you spooky scary for that thank you oops my bad you you literally like yeah my bad kind of hit my leg a bit hurt try not to like make any actual sound of pain whatsoever um obviously let's let's see what else we got all right like i said i I went and i found a whole good chunk of these um I'm skipping this one because it also says school in it. I'm mm, no. So um Okay, let's do this one. It's it's called Pills and it's by Reddit user um oh man, I don't think I'm going to be able to say that, but it's Chris Han, Chris Han, Chris I hope I'm not butchering that. I'm sorry if I am. Okay, so um, I'm a little concerned, but let's do this. Let's get this done with. So that way I can just go cry in a corner out of absolutely pure trauma. Yes. Okay. My husband had been a godsend since I got sick. My doctors were really stumped at first, but we figured it out. The doctor prescribed me a medicine to take every six hours. It's supposed to help with pain. My husband is an excellent nurse. At first, I hated to have him do it. My illness was turning me into a person I didn't recognize. Moody, temperamental, and very impatient. But my husband just kept going, giving me the tiny blue-green pills that would cure my ails. But my symptoms worsened. My nose started to bleed profusely. My husband left a message with the doctor, but no response. I started developing bruises and my stomach was always upset. The doctor apparently thought it, this could be solved by, increasing, by an increase in the medicine. So I began taking it every four hours. I smiled pitifully at my husband, thanking him for his devotion and swallowing that bluish pill. He ran a gentle hand through my hair. A fistful of hair had come out along with it. I cried and cried, but I really just needed to be alone. I sent my husband to the store. A few minutes after he left, I realized I needed to take a dose. I weakly climbed out of the bed and made it to the medicine cabinet. There were my little blue pills, scattered loosely around the cabinet. 
I grabbed the pill bottle and unscrewed the cap so I could dump them back in. My pills were white. Y'all gonna need to get a divorce. That's what you're gonna need to get. <laughs> Your husband finna trying to murder you. Good thing you saw those pills. Kind of want to know what happens after, though, because, like, dude, you can't just leave me like that. Um, seriously, you seriously can't leave me like that because I need to know if she does get a divorce. She better divorce his butt because nobody ain't want no murderer. Like, nobody. Oh, man. That's... That's nice. Mm. Okay. This one is called Mr. Nobody, and it's by Reddit user Mr. Carcosa. What kind of name is that? No offense, but what kind of name is that? I, I kind of almost butchered it right there. So, sorry about that. Um, so, let's, let's, just, let's just dive right into it. We're all familiar with Mr. Nobody. We're introduced to him as children. A drink spills on the carpet. A vase smashes to the floor. Our parents ask us who did it, and we say we don't know. We weren't there. It wasn't us. I guess it must have been Mr. Nobody. Most kids don't think much about Mr. Nobody. They're too focused on the impending spanking or the confused the confiscated PlayStation, but the smart ones don't sulk. They get even. The same children who stay up late Christmas Eve to catch Santa or go hunting for the Easter Bunny are the same who take being grounded as an opportunity to demonstrate the crimes, the many, many crimes of Mr. Nobody. My son was one such child. He spent weeks searching for Mr. Nobody hiding for hours, setting traps, leaving cameras in every room. He was always so excited about it, always telling me how close he was to finding proof. And one day he just stopped, stopped asking questions, wouldn't argue back, and started spending all his time playing outside. At first I thought he was just growing up, putting fanciful things behind him. Now I'm not sure. Last night a plate fell on the kitchen floor. Junior took the blame swept up the pieces and begged me to punish him. I was in the backyard at the time, so I didn't see who did it, but I know it wasn't my son. He was in the backyard with me. I, this one does freak me out because my little cousin, she's three, and she talks to, just like, she talks to herself, and we just, all the time we think that, you know, it's just that phase of the imaginary friend phase, and I don't want to think about it. I don't want to think about it now. Uh, I'm regretting this. Oh, who am I kidding me? I'm not regretting most of it, but I am regretting a slight chunk of it. Mm, okay, okay. Um, it seems like we have enough time for one more specific story. So, um, let's just, um, let's just see what we got here. Okay. So, here we go. 
Oh, why everybody loves a fat baby? Okay, that title, that title is a little upsetting. Because, like, dude, that's a little stereotypical. Not everybody loves a fat baby. I will tell you that straight up. Just, but I'll go with it for the sake. I'll go with it for the sake of the story and for the sake of you guys. All right, let's do it. Uh, so this is by Reddit user purple underscore mittens. First one with an underscore. Nice. Okay. Everybody loves a fat baby. You can't help but pinch their cheeks, tickle their tummies, and grab a toe to play this little piggy. They give the most contagious, jolly smiles that brighten anyone's day. My baby is skinny. I've tried to fatten him up, but he fights me every step of the way, refusing to drink his new formula and seemingly metabolizing things faster than I can microwave a bottle. Nobody wants to pinch my skinny baby or play peekaboo. People walk right by and act like he doesn't exist. Sometimes I feel like he doesn't gain weight on purpose, just to rob me of my gleaming years of motherhood. I know that's crazy, and when I feel guilty and cry because all I want is for my baby to be healthy. My husband says I have postpartum depression, but he's even worse. He locks himself in his bedroom and never comes anywhere with me and the baby. He looks at me differently, and I worry that he no longer finds my body attractive. Yesterday at the grocery store, someone called the police because they think I'm starving my baby. I won't. I keep telling the investigator that I'm doing everything I can to fatten him up, but they won't listen. That's why I'm writing this statement for my lawyer when he gets me out of here and gets me my baby back. I want to sue the department for slander. Not only do they say I don't deserve my baby, they call me pathetic and mentally ill. What hurts me even more are the names they call my baby, Rotten and Stillborn. Oh, no, that one's actually kind of sad. She she went, she basically went crazy because her baby was not alive. Yo, I'm actually kind of, I'm kind of sad about that one. That's a bit sad, man. Yeah. Um that is sad. Um so I think I can fit one more into here. So let's let's just do it. We'll end off with this next one and then uh, that'll be it for the episode obviously because um I'm running on a timer. So here we go. This one's called Candies and it's by Sud Havana. Isn't it sad how these days you can't give any you can't even give a kid any candy without drawing accusatory accusatory sorry about that I'm so sorry it says we'll reread that isn't it sad how these days you can't even give a kid a candy without drawing accusatory glares as if you were a pedophile well I decided not to care about the glares the joy of knowing that I just made a kid's day is worth getting glared at. Sometimes parents smile and ask the kids to say no thanks, but most times they say no thank you and return the candies. And I just had a major brain fart. I am so sorry. I will reread that. 
Isn't it sad how these days you can't even give a kid a candy without drawing accusatory glares as if you were a pedophile? While I decided not to care about the glares, the joy of knowing that I just made a kid's date is worth getting glared at. Sometimes parents smile and ask the kid to say thanks, but most times they say no thank you and return the candies to me and walk on. I say to them, I'll eat them and proceed to eat one of them to show them that they aren't poisoned or anything. Some apologies and accept the candies and some walk away. I offered a candy to a young boy of four or five today. His mother said in a cold voice, stay away from my son. As pure my routine, I ate the candy in front of her. A minute later, I realized as the poison spread through my body that I had forgotten to take the antidote that morning. Haha, <laughs> joke's on you. <laughs> so, I guess that's it, you guys. That last one, I guess, put a little bit of a laugh on all of us. Kind of scary, yeah, to think that those kids, you know, didn't make it. But at the same time, hey, karma karma comes back. So thank you guys for listening. I hope to see you next episode. And if you guys really like this, at some point I can do uh, part two to this if there's still time in October. See you next time, everyone.